Hello and welcome back to Lent with St. Edith Stein. This is Rebecca and I'm so glad to have you back here for Holy Week. This podcast is brought to you by St. Edith Steinco, so please be sure to check out our store at stedithsteinco.com. Today is our final reflection on St. Edith Stein's The Science of the Cross, which details her thoughts and meditations on the writings of St. John of the Cross. So let's begin with a prayer that St. Edith wrote. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, fill my soul with holy joy, courage, and strength to serve you. Enkindle your love in me, and then walk with me along the next stretch of road before me. I do not see very far ahead, but when I have arrived where the horizon now closes down, a new prospect will open before me, and I shall meet it with peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In her book, The Science of the Cross, St. Edith Stein wrote, St. John's doctrine can be likened to the widespread branches of a tree that has sunk its roots in the greatest depth of a soul and which has been nourished by the heart's blood. St. John of the Cross had a particular devotion to the crucifix. He was skilled in wood carving and carved crucifixes for his monastery and to give to others. In the image of Christ crucified, he saw the model of Christ we are called to imitate. He stressed over and over again the importance of suffering for the sake of Christ. He referred to this suffering as a pearl. The larger the pearl, the greater the value. In his instructions for the Carmelite nuns of Baeus, he gave three precautions against the flesh. The first was to remember that they came to the monastery to be trained and to consider the other sisters as tools for their training. He wrote that one will belabor you with words, the other through actions, the third through thoughts that are directed against you. Submit yourself to them all as you would an image which would be carved by one, painted by another, and gold-plated by a third. On another occasion, St. John warned one of the sisters to be friendly toward a layman she found unsavory. If an interaction is bitter and we commend that person to God, the bitterness is small. But if we bear ill will toward them, we double the bitterness of the interaction. And these instructions were not only for the benefit of getting along with the other sisters, but conquering sensuality and sensitivity. Now, we must be considerate of others, and sometimes they are right when they criticize us. But we must learn to take the barbs of those who speak against us, those who act against us, and those who quietly hate us. If we strive to make ourselves pleasing to God, anything others have against us that is justified will be conquered by purgation. The second precaution against the flesh is not to avoid tasks that do not appeal to you which serve God. The way of the cross was certainly unappealing to Jesus in and of itself, but he drank the full cup of suffering for love of us so that he could redeem us. And we cannot expect to remain in our comfort zones if we wish to imitate him. The third precaution is similar to the second in that St. John warns against occupying ourselves only in that which we find appealing. He writes that one should rather prefer what is burdensome. In this way, one reigns in sensuality. You will be unable to remove self-love, nor will you arrive at the love of God in any other way. It's important to remember that if we carry burdens, we are following in the footsteps of Christ, and he will hold us up. But if we are unburdened, we are relying only on our own strength. St. Edith wrote that, Whoever in deep recollection enters into the attitude of the Savior on the cross, into the love that surrenders itself to the limit, 
will thereby become united to the divine will. For it is the Father's will to save that Jesus fulfills in his love and surrender as Savior. And one's being will be united with the divine being, which is self-surrendering love. In the mutual surrender of the divine persons, in the inner Trinitarian life, as well as its outward activity. For this reason, self-fulfillment, union with God, and laboring for the union of others with God, and for their self-fulfillment, belong inseparably together. It is the cross, however, that gives access to all of this. Thank you again for joining me today, and please be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at St. Edith Steinko. We will have an additional reflection on the life of St. Edith Stein tomorrow for Good Friday, and then final thoughts on the series on Holy Saturday. So please tune in. May God bless you and may the saints be with you.